and welcome to the Wingnut Podcast, episode 38, chatting with Rachel Fox, part two. Rachel was here on episode four, uh, talking about her travels in South America and Central America as well, as well as India and New Zealand. But she is back for a second time to talk about a bit of Europe and a bit more stuff about uh, South America, as well as a bit of America in terms of USA. So Rachel, welcome. How are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me back. No worries. The fans loved it that much that they're calling your name. So you're back. I like to think of people camped outside your door <laughs> chanting. The signs, right? <laughs> yeah. We got Bring more. back, Rachel. <laughs> uh, I think your hilarious stories about Aaron dying hiking in Argentina and stuff got people going. Um, yeah, maybe this time we will try and um, keep it to like positive stories oh, where yeah. no one nearly dies. Because we were worried last time, weren't we? That we're kind of in the bad impression sold the travel dream (laughs) well here's a time to rectify it so we can uh, we can crack on with some nice fluffy duffy stories to get people all right i'll I'll try my best okay (laughs) i'm scared what's come um this is a bit of a a court improv episode we don't really know what's coming we're gonna just work off each other see where we are we've got a few notes and just see what comes up that's the idea I think good Uh, but anyway how are you doing how's New Zealand good um yeah we are sort of slowly crawling into summer New Zealand summer is always a bit stop start Mm -hmm. um particularly in Wellington (laughs) it's not known for its um amazing weather but um (laughs) yeah we're getting into summer days are getting lighter yeah looking forward to you know basically the whole of New Zealand shuts down for about a month over Christmas and no one does anything so yeah I remember those days great days looking forward to that yeah Yeah. and do you think uh, you'll be doing some more travel in New Zealand or because the border is open you're looking to maybe nip out somewhere um we won't be nipping anywhere anytime soon um we've got some travel plans in New Zealand um we're off to walk the Kepler which is one of the great walks um, okay. in December. That's, mm-hmm. I think it's 60 kilometres over four days. Are you doing all um, of it? What? Are you doing all of that? Yeah. With Aaron? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Aaron okay. is so excited. I bet he's counting down the days, isn't he? My word. <laughs> Kepler. I don't know much about it, to be honest. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's around fjordland i think still oh down um, there down near tiano yeah oh wow um yeah. 60 kilometers four days Stay is it in flat huts. no <laughs> godspeed aaron um Up okay. mountain that'd be incredible views down there though oh, touch and go we did um oh. we did another great walk called the root burn last year mm-hmm. and um that's around the same kind of area but it's it's only I say only it's only 30k over three days um oh that's all right and it's supposed to be incredible views but we didn't really see anything because the mist yeah it's always the way in on these hikes isn't it we've got yeah, a bit of bad, and like, you know fjordland rains for what what was your stat that you found the other day like 300 think, days of the year yeah something like 300 days at 365 a year we went on the boat so, ride where it didn't rain so we got obviously incredibly lucky but, um, oh, when we went down to Milford Sound, honestly, it was raining so much, it looked like everything was in black and white. <laughs> like... God. Incredible area, it is, though. It's, 
yeah it's beautiful but um yeah the, and the walks are incredible but it's touch and go whether you see anything mm. might just be a soggy four day hike but that sounds a bit know, like your hike in argentina that you described last like episode every hike i've ever been on <laughs> does aaron ever think like why can't we do hikes that are like 20 degrees no clouds a bit flat see if it will like wonder the like can we do no, those sort i think of hikes? aaron wonders why we don't go to a beach and... <laughs> right <laughs> i know like go go somewhere nice but we do have plans don't we we have plans on this podcast today to talk about holidays that aaron does like oh Okay, yeah, I don't know, he liked them. Okay, right. <laughs> he loved Miami, so... Okay, well, yeah. let's go straight into it. Let's do Miami and All right, then. NYC while we're here. So Miami, I dipped in for a day and that was it. All I did was I landed at the airport, booked a hotel because I couldn't be bothered to go into Miami, got a massive Chinese in, passed out due to being too full, woke up next day and flew to Rio. That's my Miami experience. What was yours like? Wow. I spent 10 days there. Different, yeah. So slightly different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I didn't eat Chinese once, <laughs> I don't think. So Actually, um, Hearing that back is a bit, a bit of a disgrace, really, isn't it? But I just couldn't bother to go anywhere. That's pretty bad, isn't it? There we go. Also, the airport's quite far from, like, Miami. Yeah, it's, I a, think. it's a hike so, in, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we got, yeah, I think it's like an hour drive or something. It's like mm. Stansted Airport being nowhere near London. You know, it's yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went for 10 days, oh, quite a while ago now, maybe 2014. Okay. So, yeah. That's decent yeah. Long, yeah. Um, and I think it was our first, holi- maybe our second holiday together. Okay. Um, which actually has got nothing to do with the story. But um, <laughs> we, I wanted to go because we went um, to see Art Basel, which is like this big art festival um Mm -hmm. it's a bit like freeze you know in london okay um and so i wanted to go um and see it and basically lots of dealer galleries or like you know commercial galleries all turn up and put up a stall of artwork in a big exhibition center and then Mm. people buy the work and that's it and then they leave again okay that's kind of all that happens um but i really wanted to go and see it for some reason um and so that's that was kind of the basis of the trip which meant we went early december okay yeah um but it was a really good time to go like the weather's good mm-hmm. it's kind of weird seeing all the christmas decorations like on a yeah beach. i guess it's nice down there isn't it yeah i guess it is yeah all year yeah, round it was really apart good. from the cyclone season i guess yeah which i think i don't know when that is but it's not december no i think it's just before i think it's around mm-hmm. is it october november season i could be completely wrong but um or hurricane season but um yeah, I think you have to kind of be careful with that because it can happen, right? You don't want to get stuck there with that. No, but um, no, December was good. And um, my friend at the time, I had a friend who was an air hostess for BA. Oh, nice. Yeah. And she managed to get us um, really cheap flights because oh. she used a staff discount for our flights. So. Yeah, don't they have like some sort of system they can access where they get? Yeah, it's almost like a, um, I don't know if it's changed now, but um, it's like a stocks and shares system. Does that make okay. sense? Like, you know, you the, like the price of a stock goes yeah. up and it goes yeah. down. They have that, but with all the flights. So she was just checking it for like a few days and she's like, right, this is the lowest I've seen it. Wow. I'll buy it now. And 
So, in, and also we didn't pay for tax on it or something. Yeah, so tax is not included. So I guess these are the fights that the airlines buy. And then they whack yes. on the tax on top, I guess. Yeah, right. so we just had the airline price. Yeah, nice. That's all right. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. And then we yeah. stayed. So obviously you've got Miami City and then you've got Miami Beach. Yes. And we kind of stayed down right at the end of Miami Beach. Oh, okay. Um, which is yeah. really cool, like in the art. The Art Deco district. That's not like South Beach, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I really knew about Miami. I was like planning to go down there, but again, it's a bit, bit much of a trek. But Chinese um, got in the way. Chinese got in the way, and there's unbelievable Chinese, I must admit. Like sweet and sour chicken balls, I had chips as well, rice, sweet and sour sauce. I might have even had spring rolls. I mean, I had it all. There'll be like a Chinese person listening to this podcast going, Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> I like to think they're thinking, cool, yeah. We sweet and sour <laughs> chicken balls and chips <laughs> and rice. Don't get rice. <laughs> yeah, the traditional Chinese, sort of Western Chinese, isn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my biggest thing is not quality, it's quantity. So I made sure I had enough, but I do remember very vividly this time I had way too much. Like, I went overboard. Were you on your own? Yeah. Um, I was actually I was actually meeting a friend. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say this really. Lewis, my friend who was traveling with in South America, came the day after to meet me at Miami. Um, oh, okay. So I flew from and then Hawaii. Got flight together. Yeah, yeah. Then, then we got a flight to go down to Rio. Yeah. Um, because it's actually quite hard to get from Hawaii to Rio. It's a nightmare. So you have to go into US, probably stay a night, and then get down. It's just the easy way of doing it. Or you probably go for Hawaii to, I don't know, Santiago. I don't know if they do flights like that. Yeah. It's a bit of a mish. Yeah, it is. A bit, I'm looking at a map at the moment. Yeah, it's... Um... Oh, well, you got your Chinese. Got my Chinese. So, so what did I miss in uh, Miami, right? Oh, I'll tell you one thing I did notice in Miami. Mm. Uh, got to the airport. Uh, I was like, right, I need, I need a cup of tea. So... <laughs> I landed, I thought normally people just get straight on with it and get out of there. But I was like, no, I just, need, I just need a tea. So I went to go to the counter and I found this calf and tried to order a tea in English. Did not understand the bloody word I was saying. Like, I was even going, teh, like, teh, teh. No, no idea. And that's the first time I realised you had to speak Spanish in Miami. But I guess it's quite huge though, isn't it? Because the Cuban population. Uh, yeah, so it depends where you are in Miami. So like South Beach and, you know, that kind of area is mm. very it's very kind of like rich white american okay um but in miami you know like i suppose downtown miami yeah I call it maybe yeah it's huge kind of cuban i think it's cuban population yeah um, it is i think it's a little havana yeah. down there isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah and so um once again aaron came in very handy with with his Spanish. Fluent Spanish, right? Yeah. That's a dream. That's the only it? reason he gets dragged around on all these bloody walks and <laughs> all around the world, just so he can be my translator. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an incredible skill to have. Love to have it. Um, yeah. But I guess but yeah, he and it was cool. Could like, like help you out there, right? I suppose. Yeah, my Spanish is actually all right. Like, you know, I can can hold a conversation with someone, but. <laughs> his well I say that you know and then every now and then something will come up and I'll, I'll get completely lost 
like um, I remember I was having this conversation with someone I think I was in Chile actually and I was quite tired and um, we'd just been chatting about you know you know just like small talk yeah and I can't remember what I thought I asked him but I asked him a question and I th- it would have been something really you know like really simple or like yeah. oh you know who are you on holiday with or something mm. something like that and um this guy got really like sad faced and he was like oh he's like yeah no I was married but then you know my wife cheated on me and then we've had this really messy divorce but I've got a son and I was just like whoa whoa, whoa. just asking for directions <laughs> yeah I was like I don't know I don't know what I've asked and I don't know how to get out of it <laughs> did Aaron I think you mentioned that this last time on the podcast did Aaron come in handy in terms of stuff like that where you've maybe said the wrong word or pronunciation oh my god I don't think I told this story on the last time oh go on then yeah but I think this is the worst thing well there's a couple of things I've done in Spanish um the first one um actually I remember we were hiking somewhere and um we walked into a field and there was like some horses mm-hmm. and um, it was the first time for days that we'd seen people as well. And I was just like hiking and I was kind of tired and hungry. Mm. And I don't know why, but I decided to say like, hello to the horse, but really, really loudly. <laughs> I was like, hola, <laughs> I was like, hola abuelo. <laughs> we just hello granddad. <laughs> Aaron looked at me and all these people just looked at me and they're like, why is she saying hello granddad to the horse? Where where, where was this? I think it was in Ecuador. (laughs) (laughs) I've got this vision of Aaron just standing there going, what the hell are you doing? Like all these people and he absolutely knows what's going on because he obviously speaks Spanish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but I think the worst thing that I did in in like terms of languages um we just got into Brazil and Mm -hmm. um obviously in Brazil they speak Portuguese and my Portuguese is so unbelievably terrible Mm. um um Aaron is amazing at languages and he had taught himself Portuguese so he's he's pretty much fluent in Portuguese wow. by this yeah. this point and um we'd gone to stay with a friend a Brazilian friend that we'd met somewhere traveling and um he he like we go to his flat and he's like oh like he's he's like oh, I've got to go to work now but you know make yourself at home hang out if something really bad happens you know just look out the window and and shout socorro okay. which I think help no. means help but yeah. it kind of doesn't. It's like a really bad help. It's like oh. an emergency, like I need help now. It, it's, do you know what I mean? Like okay. it's a really bad, yeah. it's like an emergency yeah. type thing. Yeah. So um, then a couple of days later, we, we're off at the bus station and we're trying to buy tickets. And um, in Portuguese, it's really hard. The days of the week are really hard because Monday or Sunday is like first day Tuesday is second day 
Dang. Wednesday is third day. It's it's like it's something weird, or maybe Sunday is something completely different. I think Monday is first day. I don't even know. Still, so we're having like loads and loads of trouble trying to buy these tickets, and um, we 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 just about do it. And this guy has spent ages like helping Aaron, and I'm yeah. just standing there. And Aaron's like, you know, I want to buy a ticket for me and this woman, you know, my girlfriend, blah mm. blah blah. And uh, <laughs> I don't even like tell this story about laughing. But so then he says to the guy, it's like, thank you so much for your help. And I thought that he had used the Spanish word for help. Right. Because in my head, help is Socorro. Yeah. So I just start <laughs> shouting <laughs> Socorro at this guy. <laughs> Like in the middle of this crazy crowded bus stop, I just start shouting. <laughs> you probably thought you were kidnapped. Yeah, so then he's saying to me, he's like, are you okay? Do you not want to get a ticket with this man? <laughs> but I didn't understand any Portuguese. <laughs> so I just start saying, yes, Socorro. <laughs> and then like trying to like, say like thank you and Aaron's like will you shut up yeah. <laughs> I can imagine you said that a lot on your trip <laughs> you might as well just let Aaron do all the speaking because you're getting yourselves into trouble here aren't you a little bit yeah so that was um <laughs> wow I'm, I'm actually yeah. still laughing at the uh hello granddad story as well I've got that in my hello, head mind granddad. <laughs> in front of the horse <laughs> got a yeah got a, a little sketch in my mind of like Aaron just standing there with a lot of normal people just all looking at you going what the hell are you doing <laughs> oh, I don't know why that's making me tickle oh. any other stories that got well any other troublesome language stories or, or are they the worst ones that you can I remember you oh, saying one probably... before that Aaron trying to record a story that Aaron helped this girl or two girls somewhere in South America get a bus ticket but the guy that they're with was like getting a bit arsy with him because, you know, he was trying to be like the guy to help them out and try and impress. But Aaron just rocks up and orders two tickets or three tickets, I guess, in this case. Um, yeah, that did happen, actually. We were all like standing on the side of the road waiting for this bus and they were worried about ordering this bus ticket. And they're with a guy who's like, oh, you know, I don't know. He was like, I'll help you. I can <laughs> speak Spanish. Yeah. And um and the bus rocks up and Aaron gets on first and he's like, hey, look, you know, there's five of us. We didn't know these people, but he's like, there's five of us. Can you do us a discount? And um, the bus driver was like, yeah, yeah, you know, fine. Like, because I think it must have been Columbia or somewhere where you, the but the price of the bus ticket isn't the price of the bus ticket. You, you barter. Right. Yeah. And um, this guy, yeah, he got like real shirty and he's like, excuse me, I can sort out the bus tickets. And Aaron's like, all right, then, well. And um, Aaron let him pay full price. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> what not? And we got ours for like a third of the price because, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? But in uh, in Brazil, um, as we're there, sort of in that area, what was your favourite parts of Brazil that you went to, do you think? Because I, I did go there for about three weeks, actually, in total. But um, um, you said you had quite we... a decent time there. 
yeah we were there for just over we were there for over a month I think um oh I have an amazing story actually (laughs) about one of our one of the places that we went to in Brazil Uh, and we went to this tiny tiny town that's a couple of like maybe five hours drive north of Sao Paulo maybe more I don't know but it's called Cantanduva and no one goes there um it's like just a norm like it's a normal Brazilian town but basically um before we went traveling um Aaron took part in um you know Reddit yeah the Reddit Secret Santa yeah yeah so he took part in like the Reddit Secret Santa and he mm. must have put so how it works is you have like a profile and then you're randomly assigned to someone and you look at their profile and it will say like you know I'm into football and yeah yeah line dancing and I eat chocolate I don't know and then you buy them a present and send it on and it's completely anonymous um but Aaron must have put in his profile that he was going traveling and he was you know going to go to South America whatever because the person who got Aaron sent him this huge box from Brazil mm-hmm. um, with like loads of Brazilian food in it, some like football t-shirts, but also pictures of like him and all of his family. And he wrote a letter and he was like, this is my name. Like, this is my email address. You know, if you are coming to Brazil, you should come and meet me and my family. Like yeah. it'd be really cool to, to meet an English person. Mm. And so we did. And it was like, it was the best part of a year later, but we went to this tiny town in Brazil to go and stay with the guy Aaron had sort of met on Reddit. (laughs) And I think we spent like, we spent, yeah, and like we met loads of Brazilian people and we were always like, yeah, we're going to go to Canton Duva. And they were all like, why? (laughs) Why are you going to Canton Duva? Um, But we arrived and... um, we stayed with this guy mm. and his family. He was like this young guy. I think he was like 21, 22 or something. And he lived with his parents and yeah. um, the whole family put on a street, uh, not the family, so like the street put on a party for us. So oh, they wow. had this big street party for us when we arrived <laughs> and everyone was like coming and giving, and like everyone had baked us food and pr- got us presents and stuff because they'd never met like English people before oh that's crazy well I guess yeah Yeah, it was really cool and then they like we did loads of like stuff with them like you know they took us on like little tours of the the town and Mm -hmm. to different restaurants and um we went and met all the neighbors and yeah that's pretty awesome stayed there for like nearly a week wow because I'm just looking Mm. on the map and that is actually in the middle of nowhere I mean yeah it's it's way further north well northwest of Sao Paulo I mean yeah we got a night bus track, back yeah I remember we had to get like there was only there wasn't um well, I think one of the reasons that we stayed for like a week is because they didn't have buses to Sao Paulo every day mm. so and you know we wanted to spend a bit of time with this guy did you pretend you really like cool. football um yeah Aaron wore the football t-shirt there and everyone was oh, really yeah. excited but Aaron hates football doesn't he yeah I know but <laughs> He'd been, he'd been bought the football t-shirt so yeah, he went on and okay. yeah and pretended to I think he was probably quite honest he was like I don't know I don't know anything about this but here <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm wearing the t-shirt you bought me yeah fair. that's that's 
a decent story because that's like that is completely off beaten track like, that's yeah. not even like a little bit that's way like in, in the depths of nowhere that you're presenting your yeah. friends or even asking like why are you going there so yeah that's pretty awesome and we went to this like pizza restaurant where they put um like smushed up crisps on the pizza oh, and apparently wow. that's a um like a brazilian thing it is yeah we watched anthony bourdain's uh sao paulo stop off layover um oh. show and that he yeah that's kind of known for that i think he'd done that there but because yeah, i have quite a, i wouldn't recommend yeah they have like a, a strong italian community there and also japanese i think in sao paulo so i think there's a few things that they have modernized to their taste mm. but um what yeah um, what other parts of brazil would you say is a bit of a highlight did you we, go to guazo uh, falls yeah that's how we entered brazil yeah. so we went from argentina um yeah. Um, we saw the the falls from the Argentinian side, yeah, rather than the Brazilian side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then we crossed the border and we got a bus and we went to Florianopolis. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, which, didn't go there. Um, was we really loved? We really, really loved Florianopolis. Mm. And we had met a guy who lives in Florianopolis mm-hmm. um, when we were hiking in Chile. And um, we just went and stayed with him for like a week. Yeah. We really didn't have a lot of money left. But <laughs> we got Sounds to Brazil. So you, are you seeing a theme? Um, <laughs> but he was a lawyer or he is a lawyer. Yeah. So he had all these like really cool friends and um, they just took us out loads and we had a really good time mm-hmm. with, with him and all his friends. And they were yeah. like, I know we went to his friend's house for dinner one night and they had like oysters and lobster and yeah they didn't speak and it was really I didn't speak any Portuguese clearly (laughs) (laughs) but um (laughs) there was something (laughs) stupid that happened right so I was struggling my Spanish is all right as I said my Spanish is okay yeah but I'm way better at listening so like I could go on a tour in Spanish and understand Mm. what was going on yeah but I'd find it really difficult you know to have a really long prolonged conversation with someone Mm. and I think part of the reason was like the pressure because Aaron is so good Mm. that I was like well what's the point in me like laboring to you know try and have yeah. this conversation when he can literally do it yeah i get it so we cross the border into brazil and aaron just starts speaking fluent portuguese my spanish was the best it had ever been i was speaking spanish to everyone but obviously they didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> again i've got this image of you just sitting there with aaron they are communicating in, in one language and you're just blabbering on in another language, <laughs> trying to jump in, trying to contribute. Yeah. Pre- yeah. Um, yeah. So when we went for this dinner, we were sort of having these weird broken conversations in yeah. a bit of Spanish, a bit of Portuguese, a bit of English. Um, I say that I was having yeah, you. broken yeah. conversations. Aaron was fine. He was off, you know, the other end of the room, just chatting away. <laughs> naively I just think our oh, Spanish should be fine like they understand you but obviously it's a completely different language it's really different and mm-hmm. um Aaron can talk to you about how it's different I've got no idea but it's thinking about the verbs and the right you know he's a bit of a language geek so he can yeah you know um but he had spent about three or four months while we were traveling in South America studying Portuguese 
Okay. And he kept saying, he was like, oh, I'm really worried about going to Brazil. I'm really worried. Like, I, I don't want to be able to, you know, not be able to speak the language. Mm. And I was like you. I was like, oh, it's fine. It's just going to be the same. Speak English. And, um, yeah, we'll just speak English. <laughs> but I was like, no, nah, if I understand Spanish, I'll understand Portuguese. They're, yeah. like, the same, right? And um, we crossed the border and went into a bus station and I was like, oh, crap, actually, it's really, really different. Like, I couldn't understand any of the signs. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, like, see where the toilets were. I was like, oh, my God, how are we going to cope? And um, I turned around and Aaron was literally having a conversation with someone in <laughs> Portuguese. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> At least someone's done their homework. <laughs> I mean, fair play to him learning it, like, on the road as well. I mean, it's the kind of thing yeah. you think you'd do like at home before you go, but actually taking the time out whilst you're traveling around. Mm. But it does have the advantage that he can speak Spanish, so he can concentrate on that. Whereas you might yeah. be like trying to concentrate, concentrate on Spanish because you're in that country, right? Yeah, exactly. Like I didn't want to start trying to learn Portuguese when I'm struggling mm. to speak Spanish, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of been my my fallback on everything is, oh, well, I'll just... I, I'm learning Spanish. I don't need to <laughs> don't need to try and learn anything else. But he's um he's been teaching himself Japanese now. So Wowzers. Okay. Yeah, he's getting to the point where he can understand basic Japanese. So oh, yeah. That's that's even more hardcore because obviously they're whole different they've got three alphabets and obviously they're completely different to normal like not normal our, our sort of language. So Yeah, like you know tonal as well. Yeah, like at least in, you know, Spanish or Portuguese or something, if you see an A written down, you know it's an A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Is that in preparation for a trip there? or? Yeah, so we were going to go to Japan. Mm. We had flights and everything booked for 2020. And obviously... Oh, God. That seems seems ages ago. Yeah, yeah. This time last year, we would have been going. But New Zealand's borders have been closed for the best part of Mm. two years now. Yeah. Well, at least he's getting the language in. I think in our experience in Japan that will help because they will obviously help you because they are nice people but I found the language in terms of English is not great amongst the Japanese population unless they're like a businessman or working oh, yeah. sort of tourism but the general Joe on the street he'll help he'll try and help you but he won't know English so if Aaron can actually speak a bit of Japanese that's gonna go a long way oh, that's cool. yeah yeah that's, are you learning Japanese as well or you just let Aaron do it no Okay, don't start shouting help or, I don't know, speak to horses over there, get in trouble again. <laughs> as long as I don't learn the word for granddad, I'll, I think I'll be, I'll be pretty good. <laughs> Unreal, that's the way. Unreal. Um, in Brazil, did you go to Rio? We did. Um, so our friend, we loved Rio. We mm. had a really good time. I love it there as well, yeah. Yeah, we our friend came over um, and met us for kind of the final, I think maybe two weeks of our trip, and we we did Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. What are the um, islands on the way to Rio? Uh, you know the one I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I should know because I've looked at them. Ilha Grande. Yes, Ilha Grande. Yeah. Um, and then we did Rio as kind of our final. That was the final place we went to on our mm-hmm. nine month trip. But yeah, Grande, we had a yeah. great time. They look great there. It's awesome, like those little islands. Yeah, they're really cool. We had a really good time. All of it, actually. I even really liked Sao Paulo. Oh, okay. We had like a we we stayed in a bit of a dodgy Airbnb. 
yeah. Um, yeah, like it coming back at night and stuff, it did feel a bit sketchy. Mm-hmm. There was one night there was this like guy doing a poo outside of our door. I see. <laughs> but generally now we really loved I love all that, of Brazil. Yeah, I fine. really want to go back. Yeah. You know, I'm not put off by a bit of poo. <laughs> <laughs> you're hardening. Yeah, yeah, you're a bit more experienced now. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Like uh mm-hmm. I've never seen anyone do a poo, I don't think, outside my Airbnb, but and we we, we used to see yeah TIB this is Brazil so yeah things happen there. But Rio for me, um, I just love that. I I think I could live in Rio actually for a bit. Oh, do you? Yeah, I think I could give that a go. I love the beach culture. Yeah, it's a bit edgy, but I think there's enough going on that would be pretty much a decent time there. I think. Yeah. One thing that we did that I really enjoyed and I think I'd really recommend to a lot of people is we did a, a bike tour, like um, a guide kind of takes you round, mm. but you just cycle like the whole of Rio over a day. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But it's kind of because Rio is so big and there's obviously, I think when you arrive, there's a lot of scare, a bit of scaremongering, you know, people are like, don't go to the favelas, don't go here, yeah. be careful here, you know, whereas on a bike tour, with a guide you can cover so much ground and see a lot but you start to like piece it all together in your mind do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so Mm -hmm. you know if you've got a bit of an idea of what the whole of the city looks like I think it then gives you that confidence to to go places because like okay well I if I go down here I'm not accidentally going to stumble into favela because I know that they're over there yeah you know and it gives you that kind of that knowledge and that confidence to then get a bit more out of the city yeah, I mean, scaremongering, I mean, happens a lot when you go away, and especially in South America, people will say, don't go there, and blah, 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 but, mm. oh, I don't know, is it, the, I don't know, is it naivety of, of the of the tourists that oh, didn't, didn't seem something that was worth even mentioning, but then, I don't know, like... Yeah, like, I think from my experience, as I say, we, we went on the end of a nine-month trip, and I think there's definitely you've probably got to be a little bit more careful than you would be in other places, mm. but nothing too extreme, you know, just don't take all your money out with you. Yeah. And then go hang out on the beach in the dark, you know, yeah, don't. That's, that's what my friend did. And he got, uh, got chased off the beach. So yeah, <laughs> don't do that at night. Um, that's a tip. tip yeah. Tip you know, don't, don't <laughs> go and take all your heirloom diamonds out with you as you, <laughs> I, I remember if like you walking, wander around the city you know but I remember walking back you, night out like on my own going through those tunnels because the Rio's got a lot of tunnels because of the yeah connecting I was just going back through the tunnels on my own I'm like looking back like that's stupid like I wouldn't recommend that but you know, yeah yeah nothing happens but yeah don't go on the beach I think like, we did get told like even Copacabana Beach or even Ipanema Beach just don't be mm-hmm. on there at night because there will be some people hanging around yeah but we did do a um, favela tour in Rio um, on Rochina favela, which is like, the biggest one. I think it's the second biggest in Brazil, but the biggest oh, in, in Rio. We've done a tour there with a guide and he's from the favela. And um, he went to university in Brighton, actually. He lived in Brighton for a bit. Oh, really? Um, but he said, yeah, like he just explained the, how a favela works. And you know, it's not the scary story everyone tells. And it actually is no, like normal working people in there. There's a bank in there and crime's quite low. Yeah. But back in the day, they used to have drug dealers who ran it. And it used to be like crime, crime free. So I guess drug dealers kind of made sure 
but the police yeah. then went in there for the World Cup and it kind of disrupted the harmony a little bit. So it wasn't, it's not completely crime free, but the police are trying to go in there and control it now, which I don't know how, where it is now. That's like seven years ago, but. Um, yeah. So you went just after the World Cup. During the World we Cup. We went. Yeah. We went the year after the Olympics, actually. So there's obviously been a lot of like money and mm. infrastructure and, you know, things put into Rio. Yes. Kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. We kind of, we couldn't just, well, we decided in the end not to go on the favela tour, but um, okay. yeah. we had some really interesting conversations kind of about it because... I don't know. I think it might be different if the guy who, you know, took me round lived there and it it is, you know, where where he lives. Well, he but knew all the people that would walk around and stuff, yeah. Yeah, there's something that just felt really uneasy to me and a bit sketchy. Not sketchy, that's the wrong word, but like I felt really uneasy with almost like poverty tourism. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. didn't want to pay someone and then go walk around and be like, oh, look at all these people you know like yeah, totally just living yeah doing their, their daily life so yeah yeah but I think he put it to us that I think he did mention that but he's like but people think favelas are just like this area you, just have no, no, you don't go into because I want to show you that it's actually a normal area with normal people just milling about going doing their jobs or trying to sell food or you know meeting yeah. friends like it's not like this place where it's like full of drugs and all that it's just like mm. there's two classes in there you said there's class d and class c so class d is like your very poor class of people and class c are, are, are those people but now got like a, an address that they can go and get a bank account and then get a job you know that they've got you know stuff mm. is starting to happen for them so he said he wants to show and us think, that yeah and i think it all depends as well and i think this is probably you know for everywhere it's good to kind of have a look and work out you know if you're going to go on a tour work out where that money's going yes because if that money yeah. is going back into that favela and or you know that's totally different kettle of fish to you know someone driving you through and yeah. then they go back to you know their... and then back to Ipanema beach and sort of sun yeah. there with a taparina on the beach yeah i get that yeah yeah <laughs> and we found that a lot particularly like kind of in peru like around okay. um where um, Machu Picchu and stuff is all of mm. the hikes kind of around there yeah you know some people they're locals and that money is you know going back into local tourism whereas some people are westerners who have gone and set up a business and yes 100% you know so it's just kind of being a little bit aware of of who you're going with and where that money's going back to and I think mm -hmm. that's probably a good thing to think about when you're traveling generally and you, you, know, mentioned you want Peru, the money yeah. to enrich the place that you're visiting and the people that live there yeah exactly um because on, on the inca trail they're all quechuan they're not spanish yeah um so i was back i was actually reflecting this the other day that if emma because we're going to go there eventually and emma's got to decide if she wants to do the inca trail um mm. yes or nay because i've done it that's it again but i will do it again if she wants to but i was like if i do do it again i'm gonna learn quechuan i'm gonna commit to learning it because those guys when we saw them were so like shy and they're obviously quite poor with the, the, the footwear they're wearing all that sort of stuff that I want to speak to them in their language and try and like get their perspective and so then tell them the tour guides because I yeah. feel like that tour guide is obviously representing the company not really them 
So. Yeah, when we when we went to Machu Picchu, we didn't do um, the Inca Trail because mm. we didn't book far enough in advance. But we yeah. did the Salcantay Trail. Yeah. Um, but our tour guide was Quechua. Uh, okay. Yeah. And it was just such an incredible experience. Like he was like, "This is, you know, I think his dad was like a chief in one of the villages." Okay. Um, yeah. And he was like, you know, this is how we do it in in my culture. And, you know, we don't we don't play music. We don't talk, whatever. We respect nature. Yeah. And we have all these ceremonies with him. And he was kind of teaching us all the Ketron words for things. Mm-hmm. And it was just, yeah, this really beautiful and quite meaningful four days where we really kind of like learned his culture. Mm-hmm. Was it just yeah. two guys with you or did you have like a team where they set up your tents and cook your food and all that sort of stuff? um we had the tea we had one guide yeah oh, maybe two guides but um yeah someone took like someone carried out no they didn't carry our bags they cooked for us yeah when we got there yeah okay so they would like go ahead with like the donkeys and stuff okay same and then as when ours, we got yeah. there there would be all this food cooked for us and stuff yeah i think ours even took our tents set the tents up and the big yeah, tent, the communal did. tent, and then cook the food. Yeah. Yeah, ours was the same. I was like, oh, it'd be great even to hang out with them. I know it's like probably completely alien to them because I've got, I've got a bunch of these like eight, um, Western tourists like sitting there. But I'd like to like, just like talk to them. So I was like, right, next time I'm going, I'm going to try and learn Quechua and just try and have a conversation. Oh, with so them. yeah, ours, ours had dinner with us. Our guides you did, know, like, but not would... the team behind it. Because the guides would speak Spanish oh. and English. Like they're the, they're the ones leading the tour. Yeah. But the little team at the back end, the chef and like all his mates who were doing like the tents, never hung out with us until the end when he came in and we all gave him a tip. And the yeah, chef maybe could speak that a bit of English. Same, and, actually. Yeah, yeah. Done a speech. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they just seemed really shy people. Like it was almost like speaking to us was yeah. like a different whole world. But I was like, oh, I wish I kind of spoke catch one a little bit. It's crazy how fast they can walk up and, oh, and over God. those hills as well. Like, I remember we were oh, wow. yeah. going over this, like, the Salkantai Pass, and I said to the guy who's catching, I said, you know, how how quick would you walk this on your own? And he yeah. was like, oh, I don't know, like, three hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God, it's going to take me, like, eight. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, he's like, Western people are really slow. Fair enough, I- we spend all the money on like the gear, like the the, the poles, two hundred dollars on the shoes or more, all the yeah. equipment to wear. But yeah, six hours up that day two, the dead woman's pass, and these guys are rocking up there. They're they're like having a fag and chilling out by the time we got to the camp, and it took us like eight hours. Well, apparently, if you're born or if you spend a lot of time at, at altitude, no, I think it's if you're born at high altitude levels. Mm. There's something um, they've studied people that live at high altitude levels and they've got more. Is it red blood cells that carry the oxygen? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they've, yeah, they've genetically got more red blood cells and bigger lung capacity. Oh, okay. So that's when I was like, you know, slogging it up a mountain, barely able to breathe, sounding like Deirdre Barlow. <laughs> that's how I would um, make myself feel better. In the past, did you, Barlow? I got her in my mind now. Bloody hell. Um, do you remember when everyone wore free, free Deirdre t shirts? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
if you remember that, yeah. Bloody hell. I don't think I'll be, I don't think I'll be talking about Deirdre Paolo tonight. <laughs> some people have not got a clue what that is, have they? Listen to this. No, um, no. Some people are going to be way too young. Way too young or just not from UK. But yeah, you can Google free Deirdre if you want and you'll find some sort of article on it. Bloody hell. <laughs> Poor Ken. Um, so another thing about them, those guys is the catch one guys. <laughs> Um, I know that what you said is great and it's absolutely true. Like it's just obviously acclimatized to it, but the footwear, they just wear flip-flops. I oh could never God, get I my know. head, I could never get my head around it. Yeah. It's the same in India, like the guys who hiked with us just wearing like normal shoes. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Like we did some, you know, some pretty hardcore hikes at, you know, really high altitudes and mm. You know, and, and like you said, we had, you know, proper, I know you said tramping boots, hiking boots. Yeah. <laughs> so in New Zealand, they call hiking tramping. Yeah. So now yeah. I just only, uh, I call everything tramping, tramping yeah. boots. It's good to clarify but, um, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and we would, some of it I found really difficult, you know, like under feet or whatever. And then someone would kind of almost run by you in some, mm-hmm. you know, threadbare flip-flops and like no problems at all yeah it's it's actually quite inspirational and, and mm. sad worrying I'm like how do you do it but yeah on the, I think the same pass for you for us was dead women's pass on day two it's really high up you just climb all the way up and then back down again and mm. the guy said this is the only day where I'm going to say just do what you want right because everyone because it's such a tough climb and everyone's got different abilities like he just said I can't keep the groups together here because some of you might just want to get on, get a move on with it. Some of you might be quite slow. So the one guide will stay behind the last guy. And then one guide will go on ahead. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it was near the back, maybe second or third last. Such a mm. tough line. Like four or five hours out, day two morning. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's crazy as well, isn't it? Like, you know, you think about things like the Inca Trail or whatever, and you get so many abilities, like you know it's it's on so many people's bucket lists and they mm. just turn up and, and do it and then you get there and you're like oh god actually i should have trained for this or, yeah 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 yeah. we always this say is that really yeah. difficult <laughs> how do you train for it that's, that's my question you can't really train altitude can you but no. i suppose you can get used to walking a lot yeah but do you think doing like a pack one uphill every weekend is enough or is I that just better almost... than nothing yeah i guess so yeah, because the guy, one guy in our tour was, uh, he's like 55 doctor from Belgium, had a knee operation, had two poles, uh, his knee was strapped up, he completed it. Yeah he, yeah, he took a while, but he got there in the end. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think from, because I've done those sorts of walks, like being really fit, you know, having come off the back of running marathons mm. and then gone and done their walks. And then I've done walks where I've just sat down for nine months and then gone on a walk I've I've completed all of them but the ones where I've got some residual fitness I think I enjoy them more okay yeah that makes. you know I think when you're not thinking oh my god am I gonna die like how slow am I do my Mm. you know how much my feet hurt or you know how unfit you are Mm. I think that you can just take in a little bit more around you and enjoy something that's not the walking yeah I agree there's not a better so, feeling though than when you sort of complete it and just like and just chill out. Like every night was great because 
it felt like an achievement. You can sit there by your camp chair and tent and stuff and just like with a, a beer or a coke or whatever and just like reflect on it. It's a quite a oh nice my God, feeling. Of course you had a coke on the Oh yeah, I had a couple of bottles of coke on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not having that. I didn't drink water in those days, so I probably didn't have water. To um, prepare for this podcast today, mm. I actually had a can of coke. I thought of you. <laughs> and I had a can of coke. I kind of want to ask why. <laughs> it reminds me of you. Right, okay. Any beans involved or? I considered beans on toast, but. Um, considered, but bottled it. I didn't go there. Okay. No. Did you go there much? No, actually. Since you left New Zealand, we don't really eat many beans. <laughs> don't blame me for that. Do you remember that, um, <laughs> that night out we had in Wellington and we, we went back to yours? A little bit tipsy, obviously. And uh, you're just asking me questions about my food habits. And I, the thing is, I could see you thinking about something. So I'd sit there, right? I don't know if you remember this. With me, me and Emma sitting there, you and Aaron are sitting there, just talking about a load of shit, really. And I can just see your mind working. And, and you're sort of like looking over to me, and your eyes are going, I'm like, she's going to ask a question in a minute. And you start asking me questions about beans and how I do it with eggs on toast. And do you remember that? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, find, I find your food choice it's fascinating Emma said as well I remember that night actually I do remember because Emma was like yeah my friends think that his his diet (laughs) is fascinating too (laughs) it's not just me oh okay okay yeah (laughs) yeah. I don't know many people that would go oh you know finish the Inca trail you know finish day two of the Inca trail get a coke (laughs) yeah I don't think there's anything better I cannot think of anything better than sitting down a nice cold bit of coke to reflect on the day Although, actually, um, some friends of mine just before COVID um, came over to New Zealand. And one of the things that, that we did was the, um, the Tongariro Crossing. Yeah. And um, have you done it? No, on the list. Next time. Oh, um, it's, there's a, the first sort of third of it, maybe, is just up. Um, and you do this, this thing called the Devil's Staircase. Yeah. Um, and it is pretty tough. And we got all the way to the top. And to be honest, I hadn't been particularly helpful with my friends because although I'd done the hike before, I'd just forgotten loads of the details. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think like this is the top now. And then I was like, oh, no, actually, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was like all the way up. And we got to the top and my friend was like, I wish there was a Coke stand stand here. <laughs> exactly. I t- she was like, I would just, she's like, what I'd do for an ice cold can of oh, coke. There's just nothing better. I'm telling you, I just can't think anything better. When you're like working out or playing a sport or doing a hike, you just are not what, interested when in When you're water. working out yeah. or at the gym, you want a can of coke? Afterwards, oh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> do, you not, do you not? No. Ah. <laughs> Oh, no. okay yeah <laughs> I yeah I love the stuff so yeah food habits are interesting like obviously I need to remind myself like if you do you eat eggs yeah do you have eggs and beans on toast yeah what goes on first the beans not having that not having that are you talking about like a fried egg yeah yeah or it could be any egg actually no I'd put the beans on God, this is an interesting travel podcast, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) 
I'd put the beans on, then I'd put the fried egg on, but then I'd like pierce the egg so that the fried, like the yolk mixes with the beans. Well, I, I hear you on that and I, I, I do agree, but egg has to go on first for me. I like How putting the beans on top of the, the egg. I think I'd be happy with either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done it the other way around. Challenge I, I, for you. I can't do it. It's it's against my nature, I think. All those people camped outside your door cheering for me to come back on the podcast are gonna be so relieved that I've come back on and we're talking about <laughs> the beans and egg. Talk about food. Let's get back on track. Um your Salkantai trek, and I'd assume it's the same as my Inca Trail. The food was unbelievable. Oh my god, um, so good. Like well, the chefs are great. I'm in two minds. I oh. think it's incredible. I thought the food was incredible. I did, yeah. But I do wonder how much it is of that is because you, you know, walked for eight hours a day. Like if you gave me quinoa soup now, mm. would I think it was as good? Yeah, it's a great as question. As I did on that trek. Mm. But no, all of it was so good. It was such a good. Yeah. The food in Peru is just amazing. Yeah, Generally. yeah, loved it. Yeah. Did you yeah. try guinea pig? No, refuse to. No, I really, I, I was the vegetarian, but um, I was trying to make Aaron try it, but um, he, he didn't want to. Aaron, did you try and order it for him and like order a horse or something? <laughs> Just kept saying abuelo to the uh, <laughs> to the waitress. <laughs> Unreal. Um. Next question for Brazil. Yeah. Um, as one well food, I used to smash something called a baru, B A U R U, baru. And when we went to the local cafes, I mean, I can't give you a stylistic pinpoint of the food. It's just a collection of food. It had a bit of steak, chips, rice, black beans, and a bit of salad and an egg on top, all one oh. plate. We Ever don't have that? that. No. No. Or, or Philly de Frango f- had that. What's that? Philly de Frango. It sounds like chicken, chicken rice with beans, a bit of salad, like fried chicken, like battered. No. We had so much good food though, but the things that we, I think the three or four things we were obsessed with, um, acai. I wanted acai every day. What's that? That's, you know the like purple slush? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? That's acai. Oh, okay. So acai is like a berry. And yeah. then they, but they're really, I think they're really tart. So you freeze them and then you like crush them up and blend them. And then you add a, like a ton of honey to make them sweet. Right. And then you serve it almost like this like frozen smoothie bowl thing. Oh, wow. It's bright purple. Um, and then you can also have it in layers with condensed milk powder. That's really good too. Bloody hell. <laughs> in Brazil? Then, um, it's in Brazil. Yeah. Right? yeah. Some of the Brazil cuisine is, is hardcore, isn't it? It's a lot going yeah. on. Then we had um, oh, Hugo, I think it was called like Hugo de Azúcar, which is sugarcane sugar juice. Cane? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they just take a whole sugarcane and put it in a press. And it comes out with this juice that looks a bit like the sort of colour of like cloudy apple juice. And you have it with ice. And it's incredible. 
but you would love it. You would absolutely love it. It's just pure sugar. It's not as good as a Coke, though, is it? Like, at one, it's what, better. Oh, I'm not having that. One, one lunchtime, <laughs> we, I smashed in three glass bottles of Coke in an hour. It was that good. Like, it's just hot, a bit sweaty. The food was obviously good and a lot of it. Honestly, when you go back, you have to have sugar cane juice. Okay, I'll it's give it a go, just, obviously. And they have it yeah. with ice. Yeah. And you get it, like, in a pint. So you're just eating like a pint of sugar. Pint of sugar, please, love. Honestly, we lost so much weight traveling because we were eating like really, like all through Central and South America, we'd just have menu del dia, which was like fish, rice and beans. Yeah. Or chicken, rice and beans. Mm. And all we did was walk for months and months yes. and months. Yeah. And then we got to Brazil and we just spent like a month having like pints of sugar. <laughs> And then I was like, why am I so fat? Yeah. <laughs> why have I put on so much weight? <laughs> like, you know, and all we do, like, what are the drinks? The, um... Caprinas? Like, what are the cocktails? Yeah. And that's just... Uh, off limits. Sugar. It's very, very special occasions I'll have that, because that fucks me up. Oh, my God, like, I love them. Too boozed up. I love them, but bad things happen. Yeah, they're pretty strong. Yeah. But great, oh. great drink. And did you have, um, Koshinas? When you're in Brazil. I think we did, yes. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. I love Brazilian food. I love all. The whole thing, the whole lifestyle, food, the people, obviously the weather, but... We haven't met a single Brazilian who hasn't invited us to their house. Yeah, it's that sort of culture, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Really. I I, I weirdly know, like, I was talking to Emily the other day, it's a bit strange, like, for me, COVID is still happening, right? Things are locked down. People's vaccinations are not going too well in some countries and cases are going up, blah, blah, blah. But someone here that I know just went off travelling. I'm like, is that even a thing? But he went to Spain for a bit and then went down to Brazil. And he's now in Rio. And he's just living the life. He's like got all the fit, all, all his food and drink we're talking about. He's on the beach. Great weather. I'm like, isn't COVID still around? Or I know he's not vaccinated. That's wild but... to me. Like, obviously been in New Zealand our borders have been shut since March 2020 and um to come back in the only people that can come back in are citizens or permanent residents but you have to get a space in quarantine and spend two weeks in quarantine MIQ isn't it yeah yeah MIQ and there's like so few places you know it's like when the places get released, it's like getting a Glastonbury ticket. It's probably yeah, harder. Yeah. There'll yeah. be like 20,000 people waiting in 4,000 places. You know, so to, to go anywhere, I'm like, what? Yeah, people are going on holiday? I know. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I know we went back to the UK, but this guy's just travelling around. He's gone travelling. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's, yeah. I think, um, I think I'm going to get really freaked out going on a plane again. Like, I've been on, like, a plane in New Zealand, but mm. the thought of going, like, to the, I don't know, going with people from other countries on this long-haul flight, this little germ box, I think it's going to freak me out. Less busy, though. We had a seat, we had a row to ourselves on the I way back you. to UK and then come back here. I think there's a space in the middle, so I didn't feel Did you have to uneasy. wear masks? Yeah. All flight on the way there to UK, some guy refused to wear a mask on the plane. <laughs> Said to get a border police on, and then I think they threatened him like, "You're going to stay here if not." So he eventually caved in. 
It's like, just oh put God. your mask on, mate, and just get on with it. It's like pissing about yeah. it. Yeah. I don't like masks. Like, I'm not a big fan of them at all, but just for the the admin of getting the plane up in the air, just, t- just put the mask on. <laughs> sake. Some people just piss me off. <laughs> um, as we're kind of like loosely in the Spanish realms of culture, let's talk about Spain, because you went to Spain, right? You've been in Spain. I've been Aaron to Spain is a lot. Half Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to do a road trip in the south. Just yeah. maybe start in Barcelona and work all the way down to the border of Portugal. Have you been along that coast? Oh, I'm just putting a map up. Really? Okay. No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, um... that was a great intro, I thought, but no. Um, <laughs> shut down. <laughs> maybe i have if i've been to barcelona yeah uh the last time we were allowed out of the uh of new zealand we went to uh, valencia we've also been to madrid yeah um we spent we've done a fair bit of of spain actually and um yeah we we really enjoy it there for lots of reasons like food but you know food weather scenery Mm -hmm. but again you know it's just so easy with with Aaron speaking Spanish. Yeah. We sort of were talking about like future plans recently. Oh, yeah. And uh, what we're going to do next year, because I think the borders of New Zealand are going to open. So mm. people can come here and we can leave. And I was like, should we go, you know, should we do this? Should we do this? Should we, you know, come up with all these ex- like plans. And Aaron was like, mm, should we just go to Spain? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> right, Brit. Let's go to Spain. It's like, yeah, let's go, let's go travel around Spain. <laughs> it's like, I want some tapas. I want to speak Spanish again. <laughs> so. So there you go. He likes Spain. Yeah, he does. What is but, the, um, what is the plan if you do go to Spain? Oh well, I, there's like a <laughs> part of me that just thinks, you know, despite him, we should do the um. Oh, what's the long walk? The Camino, the Santiago. Oh, hell, right? Okay. <laughs> That'd be proper jokes, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think you should, we think you should walk like over Andorra to the other side of to France just for a laugh <laughs> through the Pyrenees. <laughs> See who fancies it. But um, no, I don't think we're going to go to Spain. Oh, okay, we, could, we might. I don't mm. know. Um, we might go away for like a weekend because we've got to go back to the UK. So we might right. go and have like a weekend in Spain. I'd like mm-hmm. to go to Seville. Sevilla, Sevilla. probably be said, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, Sevilla. Mm. Um, yeah. I just want to go to Orbit. would be quite cool, wouldn't South it? South would be awesome, yeah, yeah. Then sort of nip I'd into like to Portugal. I'd like to go to Cordoba. Around. Where, sorry? Cordoba. Cordoba. Oh, Cordoba, yeah. Mm. Any reason for that or just... No, I've heard it's nice. Okay, yeah. Um, what about Vigo, sort of like northwest of the country? Oh, have you been? No, but my guest, one of my guests last uh, few episodes, George, George Nolan, who I went to uni with, he lives there in Vigo. And oh, he's saying what that he little area. There? He teaches there English. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and drums. He's a, he's a decent drummer as well. But that whole little area at the top there, he's a bit of a photographer. Like He's got a, a few commissions and stuff and it looks decent up there. Mm, um, and Vigo decent. is one of the biggest ports, I think, in Europe. Might be wrong there. 
Um, but yeah, it's apparently worth doing. Mm. Uh, but for me, yeah, as I said in my intro, I'd love to go down the south coast and drive down there. Probably Barcelona all the way down to, I guess, the border, if you can do that. But just that bit of sun, bit of tapas. Oh, get me there. Mm. Depends where you go for tapas. You can't, not everywhere is tapas region. Uh, is it not? I just assumed mm-hmm. it was. No. So you've got different cuisine in different places. Right. Like some, you know, um, like Valencia is um, paella. Mm-hmm. And then your tapas is more like Madrid. You get okay. really, really good tapas in Madrid. Yeah. Um, Barcelona has slightly different food again. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're going for tapas, you've got to, you've got to be careful. Okay. Where's, where's Benidorm? I might nip there just for a laugh. Get some, uh, get some fry-ups on the way in. I think Benidorm's on your way, actually. If you start yeah. in Barcelona and go all the way down, you will go through Benidorm. Oh, yeah, I see and it. And Alicante. Yep, I see it. If you fly into Alicante, actually, although it's a bit crap where the airport is you can get up into the mountains really easily and it's really beautiful okay up there benedorm i just want to go there because of the reputation you know i want to see those brit there's brits there that live there and got a fat belly i can't remember where we went it was a few years ago but my dad uh my dad's irish and Mm. um his family own like a little holiday apartment and i can't remember where it is but it's basically like the irish version of like it's in Spain, but it's like the Irish yeah. people's Benidorm. And um, it was really pretty crap, actually. But <laughs> we just went over there for like a few days. Right. And we went to um, this restaurant and it was like, you know, chips and fry up and, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and we walked in and uh, I was like, in Spanish, I was like, oh, hi, can I get like a, a Coke or something? And yeah. the guy was like, oh, my God god you speak spanish <laughs> and he was so excited to see us that um like he sat with us and he gave us free drinks he was just like i've just not seen anyone <laughs> in his own country who's, yeah who speaks spanish for so long and i was like oh wow. that's really sad isn't it that is it's awful really yeah. yeah but okay just for a laugh on it down there um let's go further east than spain let's go italy so you've been there, yeah. right? You probably would I want have. to go I've back. Been to... What, sorry? You probably would like to go back there, right? I'd imagine. Yeah, I'd like to go back to Italy. I've been to Rome and I've been yeah. to Venice. Mm. Um, but I'd like to do um, the South. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I'd like to do the Amalfi Coast. Yeah. And kind Dream. of. Yeah, I'd really like to do that, actually. It's just not really talked about the South that much, is it? It's never in... I mean, yeah, we all know it, but the North gets a much more... Probably more discussion, right, than the South? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And, like, I'd really like to have, you know... Yeah, the food would be incredible, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, absolute dream. But everything about Italian food is good. Yeah, get me that bolognese. Fancy it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Where's Bolognese from? England? Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I, I have been to Italy and Bolognese is hard to find because it's not traditional Italian food. But yeah, I like to get stuck into the proper Italian food. I think you're right. Um, but for a couple I'm of cracking pizzas about, there as well. Do you well. imagine um, 
what the Italians would say if they saw the uh, Brazilian crisp pizza. It's about shitting on your tea towel, wouldn't it? On the top. What did you say? It's about shitting on your tea towel. Be annoying, wouldn't it? Get out of it. I'm not having that. Yeah. Um, Have you been to Venice? I haven't. I was going to ask you, is it... God, I'd love, to, I'd love to know what we like now after COVID, but um, at the time, was it as bad as they say in terms of tourism and the smell? And um, I went in later in the summer. So apparently, yeah. like, peak smell time is, like, the height of summer, yeah. just because it's really hot. Um, but I went maybe, like, October, late okay. September, early October time. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I went for... Um, an art festival I went for the Venice Biennale so it was like a busy year mm. but I absolutely loved it like yeah. there's parts of it that are really touristy and really crowded um like oh my god I feel really bad but I don't remember what the famous bridge is called but the famous bridge everyone knows it you know like yeah it's real difficult to get over it's very busy yeah we've all seen the pictures of that but no, I I didn't, you know, and I'm not someone who particularly likes touristy places. I don't really like crowded places. I get mm. quite annoyed that other people want to go traveling. Um, but I, I loved, you know, I really, really loved Venice and I'd, I'd really like to go back. Um, it looks incredible. Like It's definitely on the list, 100%. Yeah, it's really cool. There's some really cool little places. Like it's, it's really difficult to navigate your way around. It's very easy to get lost mm. um but then there's these like other little islands around venice that you can go to and they're okay. cool there's um there's two really famous ones i feel like i should have prepared for this um, more. is it Murano and burano yeah Murano's famous for glass blowing okay i didn't go there but i did go to burano which is like all these colourful little houses. Mm. And I think it's famous for lace. Oh, okay. But right. um, it's just really beautiful there, really nice kind of place to go. But then beyond that is another little island that's got like an old ruined church on it and not mm-hmm. as many people go to that one. Um, and then there's another island called Lido and that okay. has a beach on it. So um, we, you know, like, I think we were there for maybe four or five days, some friends yeah. and I, and, you know, we spent a few days you know in venice and then when it got a bit much we just got the boat over to lido and went to the beach it was just a bit quieter a bit calmer and is there anywhere to cheap to stay there or is that just a place you got accept you're going to spend quite a bit of money yeah i think i think personally i've been as i said i've been to rome i've been to venice Mm. and when we went to rome we tried to i was a student and we tried to do it really cheaply and like you know we ate kind of slightly crappy italian food Mm. we you know it was just a bit difficult whereas venice i kind of was like well look i'm gonna you just kind of got to go a bit all in yeah and i had a much better time so i think you know there's definitely ways you can save money yeah. You know, like your typical don't eat in the squares. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Yeah. you know, think, you know, walk places, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, just accept that it's not going to be the cheapest place to go in Europe and budget accordingly. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. Would probably be my advice. 
Um, we stayed in an Airbnb, wow. like quite like you know, in a non-tourist area, okay. you know, like in a place where people tend to live, and that worked out a bit cheaper and meant a bit more of a trek into the you know into the city center. But okay, and did you stay like? I don't know much about um, Venice, believe it or not, but the the bridge over, like the the driving bridge, right? Do you, do you actually stay just in that little bit of Venice where, like, you know, the water runs all through it and stuff like that? Is that where people stay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you get, um, when you come from the airport, you get a water taxi to Venice. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you get off at the, you know, you get off the plane, get out of the airport, and then you get into a boat, um, and that drops you off in the city. Nice. Yeah. So everything that you need to do is in that boaty water area you know there will be no cars no of course oh, not. the other my other absolute top tip for venice um the gondola rides are insanely insanely expensive like mm-hmm. 100 euro for an hour per person yeah. or something i don't know maybe more yeah um and it was a few years ago that we went to venice but um instead of getting a gondola we learned we found out about this like collective so gondolas the gondola drivers i don't know (laughs) do you think they're drivers yeah let's go with that (laughs) um it's like a family thing so you have to be a man and your dad had to be a gondola driver for you to be a gondola driver it's like passed down (laughs) but it's got what would they be called i'd say but gondola punter punter. a gondola punter captain Captain, wow. <laughs> captain Punter? No. To be I don't a Captain know. Punter. <laughs> you, yeah, you, your dad had to do it. Um, and so there's like this collective in Venice that pays to teach women to be gondola captain punter drivers. And um, we went on the workshop with them. Yeah. for about half a day and we learned how to punt ourselves and all the money from that goes into kind of teaching you know and sustaining traditional good gondola practices mm. in venice okay. and it was cheaper than getting a gondola but we actually got to oh, okay you know that's great do it ourselves yeah 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 so that was um and that was super fun like yeah, we you actually you know you start out in like a little gondola car park <laughs> <laughs> is that just a big a big area of water that all gondolas it's literally, yeah i don't know what it would be called what would you call that there's a whole new language here like how do you how yeah. do you speak about things in venice what do you call stuff it's so unique isn't know. it yeah um but then driver. we did go out yeah. on the actual open you know what are they called lanes canals? laneways canals yeah right. but yeah and we got to i'll send you a picture if you like of me yeah, yeah. steering the gondola oh um if you don't mind i'll post it so people can get an idea oh, right what then. the hell you're talking about yeah um so venice is obviously on top of my list near the top um so you would recommend someone to go there and i what do you think it'd be like after covid i mean in theory my mum was in venice yeah. as covid hit really 
Okay. Yeah, she was in Venice and um, she ended up having to come home a bit early, but she said it was like slightly eerie because like the square, you know, they, they closed the square. They were like, mm. people are getting really sick. You can't go in the square. You can't yeah. go here. Um, but yeah, I'd, I don't know. Hopefully it's like a bit, hopefully it's a bit better now. I know that um, cruise ships aren't allowed in Venice anymore, which is mm. really good. That's good um i have to say i don't know if you're a fan of cruises no but i'm not my big, my big hope was that covid would kill the cruise industry but i'm not <laughs> yeah. sure if it has <laughs> i absolutely despise the things like they come here in vancouver and just get in my life like i can't deal with it um just the people that are on cruises i've got <laughs> a bit of a statement no interest in travel because all they do is they get off the boat and they stick around the duty-free or might pop to one or two streets in town in the CBD. Wow. Yeah. What's the point doing that? Absolutely no point. So, yeah, I'm not a fan. And I would agree with you that I'd hope that would uh, quash that industry. But I think they're but back. Do you remember at the beginning of the pandemic was all these, like, cruises, like little COVID boxes just yeah. floating around floating and no around. one would let them in. And... But also they do a lot of damage, I think, to, to places like Venice or, yes. you know. Yeah. So, some of the ones that come here are huge. I mean, I, it, it does beg a belief how they even float, but yeah. I remember I just, once I saw one and I was like, oh my God, have they built like a new apartment building here? And then yeah. it started moving. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah, they are, they are incredible in terms of like, I don't know, machinery or engineering. But... I'd love to go and have a look around one. Like I don't oh, yeah. want to go on a cruise. No. I've got no interest in that, but I'd like to go and look around you know, like the did cruise open days? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, I want to see what was there, you know, like some of them have like casinos in them and like, you yeah. see the ones with the slides on the roof. Yeah, yeah, on the roof. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go and see what it's like. I don't know if you people have worked on cruise ships, actually, yeah. They do quite enjoy it's good it. money because it's tax-free. Yeah, I think. That's another problem with cruises. Oh, really? Well, they they all operate in international waters. So mm. They don't really pay taxes. Yeah, God but, knows um, what goes on. And it's a really like if, if crime happens on a cruise, it's really hard to do anything about or investigate. Yeah, I didn't say it. Yeah, what, what's the protocol there? I think yeah. they ignore it. <laughs> it's a free for all. You do what you want there. Okay. <laughs> There'll be someone who like knows infinitely more about cruises than we do listening to this going, <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> This is all bullshit. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> There's someone who's got no, a job like... on a cruise ship who's a policeman. And we're and saying that he's tax. got no power. <laughs> he's just there he's a tax dodger. <laughs> you can't arrest anyone. You can't do anything. <laughs> Doesn't pay tax. He just, he just wears a uniform. <laughs> Basically a modern day pirate. <laughs> Oh, I think you're right. This could be absolute bullshit. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I think we should probably get someone on the show and clarify that. Um, yeah, do they? Yeah, don't, I know they don't pay tax. I knew that because I looked into some jobs on cruise ships. When is that music college to do like a, the band stuff? Like you go and be a band oh, yeah. on the ship. I think you perform like two or three times a day if you're out to sea. Oh my god! Yeah, it's pretty hardcore. You're supposed to know like a repertoire of like three to four hundred songs and all this sort of stuff but um 
I can uh, see why you didn't bother. It's hard to get in. Like, it's really hard to be on it. Like the band has to be really good. Oh. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a blagger, so I was never going to make it. But yeah, <laughs> there you go. I don't like the thing, so but I think I would work on one day and rinse the tax-free money. Yeah, because you wouldn't pay rent, would you? So no, free food. Could free food, free, free accommodation. Drink. Yeah, hit me up. Um, as we just said a minute ago, no crimes. You do what you want. <laughs> Completely lawless life on the cruise ship. Go rob the library. Yeah, why not? Might get a day off to go to the you know chain high street store in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, the very overpriced uh, Vancouver shite that they sell. Yeah, yeah, just a weird, it's a weird industry, and I, yeah, just like you said, I hope they go, but unfortunately, I think they're still about. Um, but anyway, moving on, let's go to Croatia. Yeah. You done a little bit of a road trip down there, right? Um, yeah, but oh, I think road trip is probably the wrong word again <laughs> because we um we did a lot of island hopping. So okay. I'm gonna have to use my very limited boat language <laughs> again. Because <laughs> we mainly got boats. Boat boat language, yeah. Um, yeah. where did your boat start? Split. Okay. Have you been to Croatia? I haven't. So I was planning to go, wasn't I, in 20... 20? 20. Yeah, then it got cancelled because of uh, that thing called COVID. But yeah, um, was planning to do the actual road trip down that coast. Oh, yeah. My parents did the actual road trip. They stole oh. my itinerary and added cars. Nice. But, um... Not boats. They did. I think they did some boats. Okay. I don't know. I didn't really ask them about it, which is a bit rude. But, um... <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, where did your so you something split and yeah. what islands did we go to? I think we went to Brack. Oh yeah. And we went to Havar. Havar classic. We Bowl, and okay. we went to one that was really far out. Maybe that was Bowl, and um, it was an old like military base that had okay. then and for for years it had been shut um, to the public, and then it had been sort of opened back up in maybe the 80s or the 90s but -hmm. everything there's no roads in there or there's one road um but everything looked like it kind of come out of the 50s when it had been shut up for military purposes like the only cars that are there are like old you know 1950s Beatles and yeah them it was really cool there actually okay um Havar that's that's a great little place isn't it it's quite popular but yeah the pictures look amazing yeah it's, it's really beautiful and the food is really good actually and in split there's an old castle but the castle kind of makes up the town um mm-hmm. and there's like lots of restaurants and stuff within there what is croatian uh, food though it's quite like venetian food oh, okay because you can get the boat another yeah. boat um boat. over to um that side of italy really easily I think. Yeah, it's pretty close, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's only a few a few hours, a couple of hours on the boat, I think. Go so it's like a, lot of like, like a lot of fresh seafood, rice dishes. Mm. Um, yeah, it's kind of it, that part of Croatia anyway. The, the food's almost kind of like coastal Italian. Mm-hmm. It's really cheap as well. It's really good. And where did you go down to? Was it Dubrovnik or what was your end point? No, we just went all around the islands. 
Okay. We flew in and out of Split. Oh, right. So you've just done like a little boat tour, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the road trip was the complete wrong term. You know, boat trip. Boat trip, 100%. Boat trip. No, no roads yeah. involved. <laughs> what sort of boat was it? Oh, my God. Uh, I think they're like little ferries. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get like a pass for it? Like a boat, Arden Hopman pass? No, you have to buy tickets. Well, when we went, you had to buy tickets for each one. Individually. And then, okay. yeah, depending how you got to kind of plan it in advance, which we didn't do. We just rocked up. We just found a cheap flight, mm-hmm. rocked up, and then was like, oh, cool, let's make a plan. And really, we should have done it. We should have actually made a plan before we went. Yeah. Because not all of the boats go to all of the islands or to and from them on the same day, like, you right. know, on the right days. So, yeah. You know, at one point, I think we had to go back to Split and then stay there for a night and then go again. To oh, another. I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that would be my top tip for boat hopping from Split is actually make a plan before you arrive. Don't just turn Wouldn't up it? and go, cool. Yeah, Bring which it, is like against the nature of your podcast, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you started a good Don't time, Don't wing right? it in Split. <laughs> okay, that's top tip. <laughs> I might quote that today. Don't we're getting split. Did you um <laughs> did you how long ago did you go? Like was it quite a long time ago? In terms of years. 2015, 2016. Oh, Semi decent. Yeah. Not not too long yeah. ago. And did you go to any of the countries around there or just stick to Croatia? No, at the time we just stuck to Croatia. Like we were we were living in the UK and, and working. So it was kind of like a summer holiday. Okay. Yeah. Was that with Aaron? Probably... Or... Yeah. Yeah, it was with Aaron. Yeah. Okay. And did I he enjoy on the first that area? Day, oh, yeah, go on. On the first day, he hit his head on a tree, <laughs> but like really, really hard. Like it, it punctured a hole in his head. <laughs> how, how, how's he hitting his head in trees? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't really, I, he was walking <laughs> behind me and it must have been like a low hanging tree and it just. It, it punctured a hole in his head and he was right. so that that set the tone for his holiday <laughs> well, he's probably concussed wasn't he i'd imagine um, i tried to convince him to come on the podcast today oh really what was his response yeah. no um <laughs> okay but he said he wouldn't remember anywhere and i said i think that would be the beauty of it like yeah I mean? like, he wouldn't remember what what like where he went or what he did but he'd be able to tell you like really weird things like that like oh yeah i hit my head that's or a, i had a chocolate milkshake or... that's an interesting dynamic you'd be telling him stuff that he has no idea that even happened you're like yeah you're there he's like did really but he probably remembers the horse story right yeah he'd remember yeah that. he'd remember that one and there's a socorro <laughs> where it was the help yeah. i think they, they put it etching his <laughs> i say no <laughs> Um, oh my god yeah. I oh actually I don't want to tell this story on the podcast I've changed oh, my mind <laughs> that ladies and gentlemen will be on the paid podcast which is uh coming next year <laughs> um okay um I'll get that story offline then <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I was on the podcast and I was going to tell you this story and then I was like oh actually I don't know I don't um, know what fuck it I'm going to do it I'm going to well, tell you right yeah <laughs> I mean there's no rules on my podcast, as per se. It's entirely up to you. If it incriminates anyone, I can't take any responsibility for that. 
No, it's just, I think it's just really embarrassing for me. But um, oh, I was talking to someone about traveling the other day. Yeah. And as I say, usually Aaron kind of keeps, you know, Aaron's done tons of traveling, but he doesn't really remember like dates and times and places. Yeah. He kind of doesn't, just sort of keeps quiet. And um, he just suddenly popped up, you know, and decided to tell all my friends um, <laughs> this story about me in Guatemala. And um, basically, I just got really, really sick. Like, I was so unbelievably ill. Mm. And Aaron had to go to the pharmacy. Yeah. Because I was really concerned that I had a parasite. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> and he goes to the pharmacy and then he comes back and he's like, could you please describe to me <laughs> in detail the colour, shape and consistency of your poo <laughs> so that I can tell <laughs> the pharmacist in Spanish? <laughs> and we, <laughs> we can determine whether or not you've got a parasite. And um, <laughs> he just decided to tell my friends and work colleagues that the other day. <laughs> okay. Um, what was the reaction of the pharmacist when he, they got told this um, concoction of details? She was like, oh, it's fine. You don't have a parasite. Like, That's really normal in Guatemala. Um, <laughs> because of that, the, the water and the food and stuff is just kind of yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, and she was like, yeah, just take some antibiotics and this weird like concoction of things. I think it was like probiotics and mm. something else. Um, she's like, the locals take it every six months to kind of harden their stomachs. Oh, wow. Okay. So take that and, and you'll be fine. All oh, right. And I was. Oh, wow. It actually worked. Yeah. That's decent, isn't it? Did Aaron tell your friends the exact details of the um, description? Is that not worth yeah. sharing? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I thought I'd go an extra mile, but we'd have to talk about your poo. <laughs> um, I moving think on. It, um, <laughs> yeah, moving on. It's <laughs> uh, quickly back in Europe. Uh, <laughs> you've been to Iceland. Yes. Um, and so have I. So I thought we compare notes. Okay. Um, what was your. When. When was your trip and what was your sort of ideas of going there? What are you planning to do there when you went? I went on a hen do. <laughs> Bloody hell. Right. Uh, is that what you were expecting? No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> right. um, no, but I went in, oh, I think, October. So kind of it was yeah, the beginning of the me. winter. Yeah. Mm. Um, but we did go on a Hindu, but it was a very, it was a very cultural Hindu. Right. Didn't really do like the kind of booze in. Okay. Just did, yeah. Um, and we mainly stayed around, is it Reykjavik? Reykjavik, yeah. Yeah. And did like little, little trips and excursions. I think there's about eight of us, but we wow. saw the Northern Lights. Oh, nice. Did you? That time of year. Huh. Yeah. We were really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you stay in Reykjavik? Have interest in Airbnb. Oh, okay, right. Um, somewhere in the town, kind of near that weird church. Yep. Yes, that's banging town, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, and um, did you do horse riding there? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> 
I don't really think anyone's enjoyed. ever asked me if I've done horse riding before. <laughs> I don't think people would imagine me doing horse riding. I've done camel riding, but not horse riding. Horse riding in Iceland is really cool because okay. they have these little Icelandic ah, ponies. Good joke. Cool. Iceland is cold. Oh. Yeah. God, that was a bad joke. Okay, carry on. You said it. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, they have these little Icelandic ponies and they're not allowed to leave Iceland. If they well, do they leave it's Iceland, Ireland, isn't it? then yeah, they're not allowed back in. So if they decide to take a bit of a swim to Scotland or the Faroe Islands and they've had enough for about three or four months they want to come back, are they are they stopped at the border? Or who's who's yeah, pleasing them? Because of biodiversity reasons. <laughs> was this <laughs> was this <laughs> I don't know what to say really. I was gonna ask like, was this said on like one of your Hendy trips where someone's standing to laugh with you or I said when I went horse riding <laughs> right okay no like horses travel a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I'm not I'm not really saying they're not traveling a lot but Iceland's a bit of an island <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll move on <laughs> but, <laughs> but horse riding in Iceland is a really good thing to do <laughs> I'd really recommend it. <laughs> I'm just looking at them out now, like they could probably nip to Greenland, but would they be allowed back? <laughs> no. Once they leave, that's it. They're not allowed back in. So my question is, well, there's horses, right? Here's a question for you. So two, so one horse hops off in the water to Greenland, right? Mm. And then he decides to come back, but he's picked up a mate, right, Mm-mm. in Greenland. So you've got, you've got two horses arriving in the sea to Iceland, how do the border security guys know which horse is from Greenland and which horse is from Iceland? It doesn't matter. Neither of them are allowed back in. Fair point. But... No, once a horse leaves Iceland, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Not allowed back because it might ruin the biodiversity. Is that the same for any animal, do you think, in Iceland? No, because... <laughs> <laughs> Horses, horses travel a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, I should get one on, on this podcast. Okay, think about the Olympics, right? All yeah. those horses had to travel to Tokyo. Okay, yeah, in a plane. The, the Olympians didn't just, you know, go and pick up a horse in Tokyo. Well, I think one did, and it punched him, didn't he? So. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, they, so... They travel a lot. But Icelandic horses aren't allowed. Be a nightmare if you're in Iceland and you're really into horse racing or horse dressage, whatever it is, and you mm. can't compete anywhere because once your horse leaves that island and goes to like I don't know competition London, you're stuck. That's, it. that's not going back. Stuck. Yeah. Wow, that's quite harsh. On the but horses. also, the the horses are different to other horses as well. They're like these little Icelandic ponies. Right. But it's a really going back to the original point of this. <laughs> conversation yeah it's a really cool way of kind of seeing Iceland because obviously you go where there's no roads and things mm. and you can see all the flora and fauna the fungi and the flora yeah mm. okay oh, it looks did... like it's, it looks like somewhere like out of this world doesn't it It kind of looks quite like spacey or like 
It's actually incredible if you analyze it. Because we we done a boat tour um, to go and oh, see yeah. the ice fields. So you can go like weaving in that out of ice and like these huge icebergs. And that was unbelievable. But we are actually now, I don't know if you've seen this on Netflix, watching a TV show called Trapped. Oh no. And it's an Icelandic um who done it, a police sort of thriller based in Iceland. And the scenery there just looks unique and out of this world. Yeah, because it's all obviously like volcanic rock, isn't it? And then yeah. the um, the plants that they have there, you don't really get them anywhere else in the world, which is why the horses aren't allowed to leave and come back. Oh, yeah, poor horses, yeah. Um, no yeah, mosquitoes. I'd like to go as, as, as and do the... Um... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, any country in the world, no, no mosquitoes. Oh, I want to go there then. Aaron yeah. would like it. Yeah, he'd love it, yeah. Um. But I'd like to go, because we went in winter, I'd like to go and do the road trip. You know, there's one long road. Like, mm. the, there's one road that goes the whole yeah. the way of the circumference yeah. of Iceland. Well, at the top of that, if you go in summer, you can go, like, snorkelling in the middle of the night because it's still light. Still light. Yeah, 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 100%. I think there's lots of things you could probably do in the middle of the night, but I remember snorkelling is one of them. I think it's just the contrast in things. This might be the same for most places, but... Iceland summer and winter probably got their unique activities that are awesome. Um, mm. So you'd want to like probably go twice. Yes. Um, I'd like to go in the summer because I'd like to go and see all the island because you can't do that in the winter because it's just the roads are closed. It's too it's hazardous dark. with the weather and obviously it's dark. Yeah. So you'd want to like go and probably get a Jeep out or something and go and like, drive around in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But then, you know, if you go in the summer, you're not going to see the Northern Lights, are you? True. So that's another yeah. time to go back in the, in the winter. Yeah. And there's some great free, free walking tours in Reykjavik that, that we've done. Oh, we did the free walking tour as well. Oh yeah. 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 We don't visit the skeezer who he's probably like no university, maybe a little bit older. Spoke, spoke great English, talked about the, the crash and financial crash and how it affected the country and then the historic buildings and places mm. in Iceland and told us about the app where it tells you if you're related to the person you're dating and all that sort of stuff so oh we didn't get told about the, the dating app oh yeah you'd be careful there's an app that you have because it's quite an insular community it tells well, you we wouldn't need to be careful oh no no you would get stuck in but if you're a local dating a local yeah. you've got to be careful to see how far back you go um, I wonder if the horses need to use the app as well. 100% they need to use the bloody app, yeah. And I'd imagine they sit there every bloody day going, I'd love to go out, but I can't, I've got to stay here because they wouldn't let us back in. But yeah, um, <laughs> they'd probably use the app. <laughs> um, so yeah, Iceland, the free walking tour was great. Um, I'd, I'd probably try to try and find the details of it so I can find it online, but um I thought that was well worth doing in Reykjavik Reykjavik's a great little place as well yeah I really enjoyed there. it yeah and in the summer if it gets 20 degrees apparently this is what the guy told us on the tour it's quite rare it gets 20 degrees but as soon as they get confirmation it is 20 degrees they all leave like, their jobs halfway through the day and go and sit outside for a coffee or beer whatever you want to do because it's so quite rare like you don't really get well even much. in summer yeah yeah I think this guy said 20 degrees. Like if it's 20 degrees, you, you'll find like all the calves and bars are full. Um, wow. And try and enjoy the weather because it's quite, quite rare. Oh, I'm going to put Iceland back on my list. I want to go back. Yeah. The problem with Iceland last time I went is it was the end of my two-year trip. 
and I was done. I was like, oh, I just need to go home for a bit. So I wasn't really into it that much. I was kind of like thinking about going back a lot. Uh, you know, you sort of, well, yeah, my head yeah. wasn't in it. I've done a few things, but yeah, I didn't go to the lagoon, for example. Um, Blue Lagoon, so I need to go and do that. And didn't really get out of Reykjavik, so. Put um. on the start of your next trip. <laughs> All right, yeah. Could <laughs> <laughs> do some horse riding. Honestly, you should. And then you can remember all my horse facts. Yeah. Um, I might. Yeah. I, I, was gonna, I was gonna say I'll probably like, you know, tell the guys there that I'm doing a horse riding with that you know, these horses can't leave, but I might get a few looks. Um, which country in Europe do you want to finish on? Oh, I don't mind. You've got a choice. Okay. You can do well, or city. Here's here's the choices. Prague, Budapest, Poland, Berlin, Greece, Turkey. Prague. Okay. Tell me about it. Never been. Um, it's really good. There you go. Nah. Um, I think it's got a bit of a reputation at the moment for kind of being like the cheap place to go. Stag do's. Like for a stag do. Yeah. But the reason I wanted to talk about Prague is because there's this really amazing city Mm -hmm. just outside of Prague it's about an hour on the train yeah and it's called Kutnahora okay um but it's got a bone church there that's where you go like the church is made of human bones right okay I just thought that was the coolest thing I'd seen in Prague yeah I mean it beats the traditional one pound pints and stag do mentality doesn't it yeah and it's yeah. like a beautiful city and it's got like a castle on the top of the hill and you can see all around like kind of the the countryside and mm. it's just nice to get out of the city but Prague is really cool actually it's a really cool place I really liked it okay but um yeah I'll send you a picture of the bone church yeah yeah that's, that's an interesting I can't imagine what it's like I, I feel like I've seen a bone structure somewhere else but I can't think yeah like the, the well the outside is brick yeah. But you go in and the whole of the chapel on the inside is made of skulls and bones and femurs and stuff. So it's a bit like, have you been to the, the ones under Paris? Yes, I have. The catacombs. So it's a little bit, the catacombs, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit. That's probably like what that. I'm thinking of, actually. Yeah. Okay. But instead it's like, there's like a chandelier that's made of, of skulls. And then there's like benches that are made of legs and... Oh, like okay. there's like the, the the altar at the front is made of bone wow everything's made of human bones any sort of like history on that why that's made like that or where they come from no okay um not off the top of my head i didn't did know you we did, were going to did like a tour there though like to explain all that or no you, no. you don't really no we just okay. went we just took ourselves there yeah um and i think that the, there was probably you know a bit of history as to why it's there yeah um it's kind of like quite a european thing isn't it like i remember when i came to new zealand like here you know bodies and dead bodies are really sacred and there's Mm. like a you know a lot of kind of rituals that happen when a person dies whereas europe would literally just like oh whatever yeah you know yeah like it it would be absolutely 
people would be appalled here to see like you know catacombs or oh yeah bone churches or you know mass graves and in in Europe it's just completely normal because the history is so you know so much history and too many yeah, bodies huge. yeah yeah so much war so much history mm. oh, yeah, if, you, if you actually analyze it Europe's like history it's just full on war isn't it like people battling each other like right up until I guess the second world war and still a little bit afterwards that as well and 90s I guess but yeah 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 never ending and like you know and you think about things like the plague or whatever just yeah yeah throwing yeah. the bodies in the churches or in the basements or so it's probably just something like that you know yeah. it's just probably a very european kind of thing mm. i'll do a bit of history on that and see what's the why that yeah. is done that way um i don't actually want to finish on that i want to finish on greece okay because greece is near the top of my list because semi islands looks great mm-hmm. i want to check it out where where did you go in greece um again i went to greece quite a while ago mm-hmm. um and i went to um i feel like my greece tips are not going to be particularly helpful okay. for you because i went to greece first when i was quite small and i went to an island that at the time was known as zakynthos okay it's now known as zanti oh. <laughs> yep okay um, but when i went it was a sleepy fishing village yeah now it's... now i think it's it's kind of party town it's rogue and central. i also i also went to santorini oh. which i think now is like kind of a bit of a honeymoon instagram place instagram destination but yeah. i went to santorini uh that looks incredible though maybe 2012 oh, okay yeah yeah it's probably a good time to go actually yeah yeah but um oh it was I really like Greece. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to go and I'd really like to, um, I'd love to go to Mykonos. Yes. High on my list. I think um, you could spend a lot of time in Greece because there's so many islands that probably have their own little bit mm. of culture and obviously got the mainland as well. I just yeah, think like there's Athens a lot to see and do. In, yeah. Yeah, Athens would be incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went to, just a friend and I went to Santorini um she lived in berlin so we we sort of just mm-hmm. met up in greece yeah um cheap do you remember what is it quite cheap cheap it wasn't cheap to get there at the time i remember that mm. um i remember the flights there was only one flight a week <laughs> to santorini wow <laughs> which not, i think has probably days. changed yeah. now yeah and um but when we were there it was really cheap I don't know if it would be now. As I said, it was kind of 10 years ago. Okay. Um, but just very laid back, very, it was kind of very what you imagine when you think yeah. of Greece, like yeah. cobbled paved stones yeah. and little white houses. White, white buildings, blue. yeah. 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 Bit of Savlaki on the street, that sort of thing. Yeah, really fresh, good food, like lots yeah. of salad and fresh fish and stuff. Bit of a dream running, if you think about it. Oh, it was such a relaxing holiday. Mm. I think yeah. as a culture, they're quite relaxed, aren't they? As a country. Yeah, I think so. Quite a bit bit too relaxed, I'd imagine. But yeah, I would love to go there and check it out. So next time you go to Europe, mm. obviously you'll head back to the UK at some point. Have you kind of got plans to, 
you know, to hit some of these places off on your list as well. Yeah, because our create well, my Croatia trip got cancelled with my couple of my friends, and we keep yeah. talking about it. Like that drive from Slovenia all the way down to, I guess, almost to Greece, I imagine, back round. But yeah. um, that's kind of on the list. And I think me and Anna would love to go to like Greece as well and mm. Spain, I think, and Portugal. So I think we kind of highlight those. And I, I know you don't like it, but Paris, I do, I do love Paris. Um, okay. <laughs> I love that, like walking down the, all the random streets and the cold streets and coffee and a, I love that sort of stuff. So that's a rough I hate plan. Paris. I hate it. Cool. It's my... that... I don't ever want to go back. Is that <laughs> are you ruling Paris or the whole country out? Oh, just put the whole thing. Put a big black <laughs> big red cross against the whole of France. I'm done. It's the most visited country in the world, yeah. Ugh, people are wasting their time. Oh, no, nah, wow. that's a no, that's uh, me me being a bit ridiculous I just don't like Paris I've been a number of times it's just I don't know I had a conversation once with a friend and I'm sure this isn't necessarily true but I think you're either a France person or a Spain person and I'm a Spain person okay okay like I think because you know you either like especially from the UK don't you You tend to go to France or you go to Spain and you kind of have an affinity with one of those countries Mm. and my friend you know my friend speaks fluent um, French and she loves French food and she loves traveling around Mm. I just know where I've been really speaks to me Mm -hmm. whereas I love Spain you know I, I love Spanish food I'd much prefer to go to a Spanish you know, eat Spanish cuisine over French cuisine. Mm-hmm. I think I, deep know, down like, in Spanish. Yeah, I think yeah. one. I think I think you can like both of them. I don't think you you know if you like one, you hate the other. But I think no. you have an affinity with one. Yeah. Over the other, and I'm Spain all the way. I think I'm. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm Spain because I just feel like I think the food speaks to me more than French. I don't even like French food, if I'm honest. And I find the French. Are, bit interesting to get on with sometimes like they're not interested in being helpful sometimes <laughs> if you're if you don't speak french like they can just yeah. like play off so that's fair enough like you should you should probably speak their language but yeah spain for me just kind of ticks up more boxes i reckon but i did love paris so um but then again i hate london so i think that's because i'm a tourist if it's a way round where i lived in paris and it's like oh paris and you pop to london oh yeah it's great it's probably the same thing so yeah yeah I love London I don't like do you yeah I love London can't stand it Mm. yeah there you go it's interesting there isn't it there we go talk about London actually I put a story up the other day um about like one of my podcast episodes where I told some scary stories from traveling and one of those was London where I got mugged and one of my friends was like oh yeah that happened to me in London as well I was like oh what happened to you he goes well I was in Acton where we're like sort of like studying and living grim area he goes so I just bought a crate of beer to go to the party so you literally went to the shop had a crate and was carrying down the street and he said yeah two Russian guys come up to me and said give me give me a crate of beer and he said I sort of ignored him and carried on and then one of them picked him up by his legs and this guy who's my friend is like six foot two or three he's a guy who lives in Spain teaches drums and he's like yep yeah, just pick me up from the uh, from my legs against the wall 
and Nick just created beer, but gave him one bottle back and gave him a bottle, and that was it. Nick just created beer. Wow. There you go. There's a little mugging story. I met a guy traveling. Maybe this will be my last story, but I met, I met a guy traveling. He was a young guy and he'd gone to Brazil first, he'd mm-hmm. gone to Rio, and um, he went to the beach late at night. Right. And he and he got robbed and they took like his phone and his wallet yeah. and you know, whatever. Mm. And then he was walking back and he got mugged again. And he was like, I've just been mugged. I don't <laughs> I don't have anything. I've just been mugged. And they were like, Well, give us your t-shirt then. <laughs> and so they stole the clothes he was wearing. <laughs> I don't know why I find it so funny that this guy has just been robbed and he's <laughs> Yeah, but guys, you can't even like... guys, oh, it's already happened. <laughs> you would think they'd say, oh, "All right, like off your on your bike." No, you want your t-shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know why. I said. Is that a good note to end on? Yeah, I think it's a good way to finish the uh, the podcast episode. Actually, yeah, thanks for coming on. It's been a a good laugh, and we've got some random subjects in there as well as travel. So. Yeah, once again, I don't believe any of it was particularly helpful. I I disagree. I think there's some okay inspirational stuff in there. Um, yeah, it's definitely some language lessons learned in this in this podcast episode. That's true. And a, and, and a weird affinity with horses. It seems to be a running <laughs> theme as well. So, and on that note, I'm gonna say adios, abuelo. <laughs> Adios, amigas, amigos, amigo, okay. Amigos, Um, singular. Singular, yeah, still learning. Okay, yeah, thanks for coming on, and I will get this out there on the usual Monday in a couple of days. Oh, you're way ahead of me, so your Tuesday. But, um, yeah, my Monday. And uh, I look forward to getting some clips out there as well. I'm going to, some interesting ones I'm going to clip out of this one. Because in the early days... I didn't yeah. clip anything. I just done a bit of marketing, but nowadays I can go in and clip a minute out and yeah, pick some some good funny things. All right, I'm going to find some pictures for you. I'm going to find yeah. a picture of the Icelandic horses. Yeah, and see the absolute. Oh my god, and I have a picture. Eyes. You'll have to edit this bit out, I think. But you have to. <laughs> I got a picture of the horse I said hello to. I'm, I'm not editing this out. <laughs> hang on a minute before we end one last thing hang on i need to get this straight so you're saying hello granddad to a horse yeah who's taking that photo then i took the picture of the horse after you've just seen a group of people including aaron just give you the most ridiculous look of like what the hell are you doing yeah so not only have they have they seen you like heard you say this and think what the hell is this woman on, they're now seeing you take a photo of the horse. They must have think you're back crazy. <laughs> they probably wouldn't be far wrong though, would they? I think yeah, yeah. They're getting there, I think, yeah. Yeah, they'd probably be onto something. Yeah. I think we end on that, I think. Oh, I really thought we'd finished. All right then. Okay, okay. thanks coming on. <laughs> thank you for listening to my winging it podcast today you can check out my website jameshammond.org 
for all the links to all the platforms for your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. There's a contact form on the homepage for you to get in contact for anything you want me to discuss to do with travelling. Don't forget to check out my Instagram page, James Hammond Travel, where I post daily about my last 10 years of travelling, travelling, and more travelling. Finally, please rate the podcast. I really appreciate it if you can rate it, leave some comments, and I'd love to read them. Stay safe, happy listening, happy reading, and be inspired.